Hello, I'm Phil Layton, the CEO and founder of Pi Energy. Welcome to the Pi Energy podcast, where we talk with people who work in the clean tech world trying to find solutions that are innovative and can transform the world in a more sustainable way. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. Raj Dasgupta, CEO of Electrovia. Electrovia produces lithium-ion batteries and is working on a next-generation solid-state battery technology. They're looking to bring this technology to e-buses, trucks, autonomous-guided robots, and grid energy storage. Raj has a PhD in material science. He's been at Electrovia working both R&D and business development and has recently been promoted to the CEO. Let's have a listen. It's great to have you on the show. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how it led you to Electrovia? So Phil, I'm a fellow passionate uh, environmentalist. I studied for a PhD after um, years of undergraduate. So uh, <laughs> my background is as a material scientist. So I understand batteries from a fundamental point of view. So I completed my PhD in a, end of 08, beginning of 09. And after that, I joined Electrovia, starting on the research end and then adding more more and more hats as the years went by. And as of May this year, I became the chief executive officer. So I'm very excited to be in this role here at Electrovia at this very pivotal time in our company's history and also in the world's overall energy transformation that's, uh, that's taking place right now. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Electrovia. What it, what type of, uh, where are your goals? What type of products do you have? So Electrovia is a lithium-ion technology company foremost. Uh, we also are a manufacturing company. So we have always strived to, st- this is, as you may know, and in your space too, solar and batteries, these are incredibly competitive spaces with substantial Asian dominance in, in the mass production of, of these, uh, these technologies. So in order to stay relevant, stay on top of the game, technology, staying at the head of the technology curve is the only way to survive and succeed. And that's what Electrovia has been all about. We've continuously reinvented ourselves through new technology. And uh, that's what we've uh, continued to, to, to this day. Uh, right now, we are sitting on some very exciting technologies, which we're applying correctly in the right markets and getting uh, very good headway. So I would say today we have two core technology platforms, uh, the first of which we are now referring to as our Infinity technology platform. So this is a technology that's based it's a platform technology. So mm. platform technology means you can use it with a variety. You could change things up a little bit. But it's based on a full ceramic separator technology and a unique electrolyte. And mm. what this provides is a lithium-ion cell with vastly superior cycle life and also significantly improved safety. This, this technology was really developed uh, well, five, five years ago or so. And whilst we were applying it initially for passenger electric vehicles, uh, we were finding that this technology was a bit over overkill for those applications. Hmm. So I'm sure you, 
do you do you drive an electric car at all? Oh yeah, I, I yeah. My, but mine only gets sixty miles, so. Uh, but that's actually fine for for me in my commute. Yeah, but I do exactly. So so I do something. So yeah, I, my first EV was a Leaf. I'm on a BMW i3 right now. Similar range. Yeah, I'll do um, one cycle on that battery per week right now. Right, so mm-hmm. I have a pretty standard commute, about one hour yeah. per day. So that bat that vehicle A is spending 23 hours a day parked driving for one hour per day and is doing one cycle a week, maybe a little bit more sometimes. So that's not a very heavily used battery. And if you put our battery in that vehicle, that vehicle is going to last forever, much longer. That battery is going to, it's like 50, 50 years. You you don't need that. So our, our uh, battery will get about 10,000 cycles. So, and has significantly improved safety. So, we said, okay, let's find, whilst it will work in that application, that application may not pay more for it because mm-hmm. it's a better technology. So we wanted to find applications which would take advantage of this uh, competitive advantage that we have. So we looked around and actually the number one heavily used uh, application for electric vehicles in terms of its duty cycle would be material handling which you don't think about because it happens behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So if you go into a Walmart distribution center, right. you'll notice that those vehicles never stop running, especially during peak periods. So they're running 24 hours a day sometimes with uh, multi-shifts. So the all, only thing that happens is the driver changes. Yeah. Uh, and these applications are often running so hard that they swap batteries. They actually swap the battery every shift. Um, and just, that's just due to the, to the incredibly heavy use of the, of the application. So we, we went into that, and, and traditionally this has been a lead-acid-powered uh, market. And so we said, hey, we can put our lithium technology in there. You can cycle it all you want. The battery's not going to degrade, and it's going to give you better performance. You don't even need to swap it anymore, so you can get rid of all those uh, operational inefficiencies with swapping. And then finally, you can charge it rapidly. So, uh, and they said, okay, this sounds too good to be true. Let's try it out. Mm-hmm. First, they tested it. Then they uh, liked what they saw. So they implemented it in one full distribution center. And now we're up to four. Uh, so wow. it's work- working well. Um, and it's a good example of how you can apply a unique technology and find a, a good home for it. And material handling is not a small market by any means. Uh-huh. We all know how much e-commerce has grown in the last uh, decade. Right. So you, you see those warehouses near you. Each of them has uh, sometimes up to a couple hundred electric vehicles inside those buildings. Can uh, I, uh, you had a yeah. very interesting point. You're saying that the car batteries, your battery is more than is necessary for the life cycle of the car. But, you know, the interesting thing with that potential market is the two-way, you have a huge storage potential sitting there with your car. You know, you you can have a power wall, which is only 10 kilowatt hours, but you have these very large car potential backup batteries. And as regulations allow it, I know here in California, 
that some people are afraid to use their car to also power their home. But if you were comfortable knowing that your car battery could go backwards, back and forth, then I think that'd be a great opportunity for your battery is actually either, say, school buses or cars actually going two-way. Because part of where we see the renewable energy is if you cover, say, a school bus with a solar panel, you can get 30, 40 miles, but it's sitting there. It can be an emergency power supply. So if you knew that you can cycle it both ways, now the vehicles can be part of, you know, free, a part of the grid emergency supply and the storage. So I, I think what you have would be a very exciting way to help with a critical problem of renewable energy, which is uh, long-term storage, because there's a lot of storage there. Phil, that- you, 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 you're, you're talking, uh, you're exactly correct. So I think when you have these new innovative technologies, you can change uh, the utilization. You don't need n- anymore to let your battery do nothing for 23 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a battery that will cycle forever and not degrade and is safe, you should use it as much as possible. You, you should use it as like an energy for for the service, right? Right. As opposed to just a asset that sits there. And I think what you what you mentioned with uh, school buses that's uh, totally a great idea, and one where you can make this single uh, single device much more useful, which saves uh, materials, saves space, saves money. It's a, it's a a good application for innovative innovative technologies. Yeah. Which is what we're sort of doing on the material handling side. Those batteries now we're implementing uh, further smarts where they can charge at optimum periods. They can uh, balance things out in the loads. That type of thing is starting to take place on our end. Um, Also, because the battery is going to outlast the vehicle, we're looking at new models of selling it. Huh. Uh, perhaps not selling it as as an asset, but looking at it more like an energy first service or a subscription or even a lease. And these are things that are able to be done when you when you change the dynamic of the technology. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of times people are worried about well, what do we do with these old lithium ions? How do we break it apart? Lithium ion batteries, but if you're battery lasts longer than the platform it's on, then it can just be reused. So that's an easy solution to uh, recycling. Yeah, what I learned in grade school was three R's and reuse is the most important. Yeah. Uh, And you can reuse, uh, that's better than recycling. And that's what I think you can do with our systems uh, for a very, very long time. I don't expect any Electrovia Infinity battery to be recycled for uh, a great number of years. Oh, that's fantastic. They should be, they should find other applications or they continue to be used in the application that they're, they were designed initially for. So that's what I hope to see. We, we did see some uh, data from, from, from Walmart, which was after four years of heavy use, and this is very heavy use, there was no degradation on that battery. Oh wow! And I'm, I'm sure your listeners would uh, are all familiar with how your cell phone degrades within two years, right? Uh, and and uh, I know my lead has. 
<laughs> I've, lost, yeah. I've gone from 75, 80 down to like 60. So yeah, it's, and that's a lot of, I need, yeah, well, it's, it's not too bad, but you know, you could use that extra 15 miles. So how does your batteries work in uh, the Canadian cold and the heat? Do they have, you, you've, I'm sure you've tested them. How do they work in uh, all the temperature environments? We, uh, a lot of these um, batteries that we make are currently operating in cold storage facilities. Oh. So it's permanent, permanent, permanent uh, Arctic conditions in those, those sites. Huh. So, uh, in fact, we have some at uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream plants and. Uh, oh, really? Ice, ice cream cold storage is the coldest you can get. Uh-huh. And uh, those batteries operate fine. So, we're, we're, I mean, there's some reduction in in performance at the at the low temperatures, but we we have systems operating in those uh, for over two years now. So. Oh, fantastic! And have you just curious because this affects everybody? Is have you had any supply chain uh, effects uh, uh, impact you, or is it kind of have you had to deal with that? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had to deal with that. Um, so the batteries that we produce, every, every battery has to have. Uh, again, you know, it's a complicated system. Uh, it also includes a battery management system for which we also design and and, and produce. There, we were impacted by chips. Uh, that said, uh, we have a very talented engineering team who uh, worked to. Um, redesign but uh, replace difficult to procure chips with more easily easily procurable chips and as such we've we've uh, we've actually circumvented a lot of the supply chain challenges with okay. respect to the chip shortage um, oh, that's good. but that's that there's, there's so many other things that have uh, been going on yeah um, it's been a, a whack-a-mole uh, yeah. but we've been more or less successful in in mitigating most of the challenges. Currently, for the you know the rest of the year and foreseeable future, uh, uh, things look much better on the supply chain front for us. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, because I know a lot of people are being impacted that uh, you know, and and so it's mainly not materials, but more of the uh, chips themselves. Electronics was the biggest issue for you. That'd be one. I, I mean, the we manufacture the cell itself is controlled by us. We make the cell ourselves. I know some industries have been affected by cell supply, uh-huh. uh, but because we produce it now, we're we've sort of not been so affected by that. That said, we're a relatively small, lower volume producer okay. for now. Yeah. Uh, hope hope to change that in the coming coming years. Where do you where do you think uh, you know where do you see yourself going? What do you see the battery, uh, new technologies that you're going to implement? Uh, what's what's exciting to you in uh, Electrovia's future? So, uh, as I was mentioning in the, earlier in our chat, we have two technology platforms. I only actually spoke of one, which yeah. is what we call our Infinity Battery Platform. Uh, I'm expecting us to ramp production of that one up. Mm-hmm. Again, it's been very successful in material handling, but we want to also apply to other uh, heavy-duty markets, trucks, buses, robotics, etc. And uh, I think we're, we have a bright future in those markets and in the material handling market as well. 
So that's uh, one objective for the next five years is to scale that up to the giga, giga scale in, uh, in production and demand. Then the uh, second technology platform, which is, is extremely exciting for us, uh, is our solid-state battery platform. Now, solid-state batteries, you may have heard lots of smart people, lots of smart companies working on this. We are as well. Uh, I believe we have a unique approach to this technology, and we already make ceramic separators. We already make cells with ceramic separators. This is a, I wouldn't call it an iteration, but we're, we're, we're taking a lot of the lessons learned from our commercial uh, cell into our next-gen solid-state cell, which won't compete with one another. It'll be for a different type of market. Okay. But uh, we, we did put out some preliminary results, which, which do look quite promising. Where do you see the renewable energy moving in the next five, 10 years? Do you see what type of mix do you see out there? Do you see, uh, you have, from your perspective, the forecasts of the whole market, including storage? So solar, wind, these are, these are critical generation sources that need to be, uh, need to be scaled. Uh, and batteries need to be paired with them. They're intermittent sources of energy. You need, you need storage to go with it. So one, two, three, they all have to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm delighted to see that, uh, that the pace of deployments have been increasing across the continent and worldwide. That said, I, I think um, some aspects could be done better. For, for instance, not enough attention on the storage side, I believe, has been put on the longevity of the assets. I think mm-hmm. using longer cycle life lithium-ion batteries would make sense, uh, mm-hmm. except the developers often just focus on the capex, right? They focus on yeah. the dollar per kilowatt hour, dollar mm-hmm. per watt in the case of solar, and lose sight of what technologies should ultimately provide a uh, long-term benefit. Yeah, I think that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, that is going to change in the coming years. You know, as concerns with, you know, we'll see it. We'll see these batteries degrade, and then someone will scratch their head and say, hey, why don't we use a battery that lasts longer. <laughs> right. Or if there's a safety incident, hey, maybe we should have used a safer lithium-ion technology. In this. Right. And, and that's going to come. Uh, and when it does come, we're going to be ready. We're going to uh, be producing more batteries by then and able to serve those markets uh, more effectively. In the years previous, in which I, I was core in developing our energy storage systems, we, we did uh, have some very interesting projects with Scottish and Sub- Southern Energy, uh, Ontario Hydro, et cetera. But our core focus has since moved to the heavy-duty vehicle space just because it was a space that was a better fit uh, for our technology. But coming back to energy storage is, is definitely something that uh, we have in mind. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. The metrics you measure it. A lot of times people say in solar, they'll do the same thing. They'll say it's all about uh, cost per watt. But then you kind of go, well, you're producing in the middle of the day. You need to actually levelize the curve. And that's part of what we're trying to do is we have a technology that can take any angle. So it's a more smooth curve throughout the day. And then you have to worry also about its performance at night. What are you going to worry about recycling? 
what's environmental impact of building it. So a lot of times they miss those other metrics that are actually very important because at some point, if you only have a five-year life cycle, uh, then you're going to have to you know, pay for the recycling or disposal of that material. And then how are you going to put that back, the new technology up? You have all the install costs. So a lot of times I think people should, you know, it's hard because, you know, a lot of it's just those single metrics, but there really are much more complicated metrics when making a decision, what's the best deployment. So I, I think that's a very important point you made. So. No, I, I totally agree. I think as this market becomes more mature, which it is, mm -hmm. that multidimensional, more complex thinking around these developments, hopefully, you know, I'm an optimist, hopefully come yeah. around. <laughs> and, you know, I think with things that are happening in the world right now, the focus, uh, people are realizing having domestic strength in the technology and the supply chain is going to be more important. Um, and hopefully they're waking up to that uh, mm. fact quickly. <laughs> uh, and and again, on the technical side, yes, looking at, at, at a holistic 360 degree level uh, where you're taking into account things like what you mentioned on yeah. longer multi-angle on the solar or longer cycle life, better safety on the battery. I think these things are going to come back. We'll see. Yeah, we'll and see. The, the hard part is sometimes some systems are geared more towards that short-term cost only. And it's interesting how much does, you know, a government regulation help guide that that thought process to the holistic, you know, long-term say, okay, I know here in California, they have a uh, battery recycling cost, uh, which is kind of a, 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 a hammer approach to it because not all batteries, like your battery, it may not need to be recycled. So you you're paying for somebody else's recycling. Uh, be, uh, so there, you know, maybe a little bit more subtle nuance based on the actual life cycle of the battery that's more specific to the product. I think, yeah, it has to get more nuanced. Uh, the hammer approach assumes everything is the same and you're just picking a different um, yeah. commodity. I think this is one reason why our focus on the material handling has been more successful in that we're working with sophisticated companies yeah. who understand the same language, right? So the companies who are using our batteries in their warehouses, they are the largest companies in the world and moving goods efficiently is their core business. So they look at the technology side very, very closely. I think what's happened on the, on the uh, grid side of things, it's sort of more dominated by RFP processes, developers, yeah. people looking at Excel spreadsheets, and that's not necessarily the right way to get better technology implemented. You know, the interesting thing is your customers have complete control of their entire market. They have, they buy the product, they use the product, and they're responsible for recycling it. But like if you take a car, the car manufacturer is responsible for producing it, getting it to the consumer, then it's their business what they do with it. And maybe to some degree, the grid, you know, they provide power. But I think sometimes the sophisticated uh, user is going to have complete control and is going to be the one that suffers if they didn't take into account all the whole life cycle costs. So, 
Yeah, yeah. You, you hit it with, uh, you hit the nail right on there. I think if, if you have, uh, if your customer owns it from the start to finish, they will have a different perspective than if they get handed off an asset that's uh, midway through, yeah. uh, which happens in the, in the grid scale side of things. Raj, thanks for coming on the show today. Can you wrap up with a final sales pitch for Electrovia? So, Phil, thanks so much for hosting me today. It's been a, a delightful conversation. We are, technology is in our veins. We are a lithium-ion technology and manufacturing company. We have a history of manufacturing lithium-ion batteries. We're not a startup. And we are scaling some interesting technology right now today. So we have two core technology platforms. One is our Infinity technology platform, which is a long cycle life, high safety technology, which we believe is disrupting the heavy duty vehicle space right now today, especially in material handling. And the second platform we're working on is pre-revenue, but again, very exciting. And we think we are onto some good stuff there. That's our solid state battery technology, again, based on ceramic separator and unique electrolyte uh, technologies. So Electrovi is expanding. We're, we're, um, we're growing and uh, we are working very hard for this common goal in the energy transformation, uh, which is uh, front and center of everyone's minds today. I think uh, this has been very exciting. I very much appreciate your uh, your time, and it it was a pleasure actually to meet you. This is part of what uh, I I like about this is just find not only finding about the uh, technology, but also your passion for renewable energy because there's a lot of people out there, and you don't realize how many of us are all trying to work on this. So uh, I it, it's it's just a pleasure to hear your thoughts on it and, and your concept of how to address the market. Appreciate uh, that, Phil. And likewise, it's uh, good to meet fellow-minded uh, entrepreneurs. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's Pi Energy podcast featuring Dr. Raj Dasgupta, CEO of Electrovia. We've talked about, among other things, how long-lasting batteries have the potential for new applications. You can learn more about Electrovia at E-L-E-C-T-R-O-V-A-Y-A.com. If you want to learn more about Pi Energy and the potential to expand solar PV with our thin-film solar PV technology, check out our website at www.electrovia.com. P-I-E-N-E-R-G-Y dot com. Thanks for listening.